Dinner and Podcast Episode 3 is brought to you by Propaganda Donuts and Vault of Midnight. And in this episode, we talk to Drew McCarthy, who is a comic nerd, sports fanatic, and father of a six-year-old. And we talk to Mike Aguilar, who is a soon-to-be father who is concerned greatly about what that means for the future of his lifestyle. What is that going to be? Is he going to be a good dad? We talk about all of that on Dinner in a Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. There are no happy endings to a life of crime, O'Brien. Dinner in a Podcast, hosted by EOB at 1045SNX.com. Down a flight of stairs next to a subway entrance. You're taking your jacket off, you're being casual. I am. That's how I roll. This isn't a restaurant, and this is no ordinary meal. You know, when I'm having people for dinner, I just hate not to be with them practically all the time. Just like Skype and they can watch your opener. Or I can open it, put it back in, <laughs> and just not open the card, which is what I've done. <laughs> you guys are so nice. <laughs> I have no idea what it is, honey. <laughs> I'm so surprised. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like that Netflix commercial. This is gonna be our thing. <laughs> did you, you saw? Did you get see Captain America? No. Really? Yes. What's wrong with like? You? That's a real thing. That's a real life thing. I was gonna go see a second time last night. Were you really? A stupid national championship game. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the reviews I've seen have said it might be the best one besides the Avengers. I would even say it's probably the best thing, including up to and including. I would, I would agree. Because I, I, what I liked about it, and I, you know, if you haven't seen it, there's probably I don't know how it makes ninety six million dollars and you don't see it, but um, <laughs> right. They started to tell real adult comic book stories. Yeah, yeah, they like, did what DC's been doing with their animated films forever. Well, or Dark Knight and Dark Knight, you know, like yeah. they haven't really shied away from. We need to have a pretty princess, and we, you know, like all of the things that you and I are concerned about with Spider Man. Yeah. Having oh. ever, you know, all of the. <laughs> Do you know what else I'm concerned about? Seeing it in that crappy theater in Vegas with Mike Allen. Because that's going to happen for me with Spider Man. Oh, because you're going to the. Because we have yeah. to, yeah, yeah. Now, here's the thing with Cap, and I don't know if you noticed this as well. Did you see they kind of tried to, like, take the shine off of Scarlett Johansson? Like, her makeup yeah, is she's, way more played she, she down. She doesn't wear makeup till the end of it. It's yeah. Kind of, it's the weirdest thing ever. Like, she weighs, she goes on natural for, I don't know, 90% of the movie. And then in the end, um, there's a scene that she shows up, like, right at the very end before everyone goes off to do, you know, phase two of this movie. Um, and she's, like, totally made up again. <laughs> yeah, Captain America, the Winter Soldier part. Top yourself, dude. If you're oh, not. awesome. I, I fully. Oh, this looks great. Um, the cupcakes are apparently chocolate on chocolate with marshmallow stuffed in the middle of them. That, those were uh, Allison was talking about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> cupcakes from Mikey. Yeah, no, I, I liked that, though. You could tell they were trying to establish her, and I think that has to do with the, the rumors that there's going to be a Black Widow solo movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know if she's strong enough to carry that, but if they partner her up as part of Sebastian Stan's nine-picture deal... It would make sense. Mm -hmm. Widow and Soldier running around. I, I, frankly, I like that pairing better than her and Hunter. Right. You know. Look at mustard. <laughs> so, no, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really good... Even if you're not... That's the difference between that and the Avengers. If you're not a comic book movie fan, you could still love Captain America the Winter Soldier, having no clue what the Avengers are. But the Avengers, you had to know who Captain was, who Iron Man was. You mm -hmm. had to be yeah. well, at I, least a little invested in the characters. And this movie certainly left me wondering... You can leave that up, dude. No, I just couldn't okay. see it. So. Um, 
left me wondering, like, what what are we gonna do next? Right. You know, she's really into singing herself into sleep, so that's what oh, she's. That's, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. That's such a fun stage. She does this thing, which is what she's doing right now, where she goes through all the people in her class and sings their name and tells them to jump up and down. <laughs> and she does that until she falls asleep. It's kind of like counting sheep. <laughs> giving orders <laughs> and usually about the time she gets to Marlo um, is the time that she's going to pass out when she's like hallucinating and thinking the dog should jump up and down mm. I like the bun well thanks mm. Mm, burger. oh man that's adorable <laughs> right that's adorable this is what you have to look forward to dude And from what I'm told, it's all downhill from here, so. <laughs> Not true. I mean, you know, the poops and responsibilities get bigger, but other than that, it's a lot more fun. I was going to say, says the guy who told me the most disgusting story in the world on the way here about your son. Wasn't the most disgusting. I've got worse. Is he five or six? Six. six. Isaac's six. Yeah, yeah, he's six. He, uh, he was sick this weekend and is one of those kids who doesn't want to admit that he's sick. So he's just gonna power through it. He's gonna power through it. So it resulted in him, and I won't get gross because we're eating, making a very literal mess out of the entire bathroom on Saturday morning. Because <laughs> the worst part was, after the initial mess was created, he tried to clean it up on his own, which mostly just involved spreading. You know, the initial disaster area grew. So what was it like to see your actual DNA play itself out in a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, crap, I've made a mess. I'm going to try and fix it. Oh, I've made the mess even worse. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I didn't really think that through. It was fun. It was... (laughs) Detailing my bathroom with Lysol wipes was really what I wanted to do at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. And, of course, you had wipes because you don't have spray. The Lysol wipes are necessary. You know. <laughs> yes, they are. They most certainly are. Yeah. The hardest thing in the world to clean up anything is. You gotta disinfect it, man. You know. I've got roommates. I got other people to think about besides just me and Isaac, which clearly I want to disinfect it for us, but with us it's you know it's our germs, whatever. How many people are you living with? Uh we've got me and Carly in the house, and then we've got two roommates, uh Ashley, who you know, which is a situation, but whatever. Don't care. She's not a bad roommate, she's rarely home. I don't have a problem with it. Fair enough. Uh, and then my roommate John, who's actually been with us for a while now, who's really great. He uh, Isaac calls him Uncle John, so he's a big Star Wars fan, and he's about as mature as me and Isaac, so it works. <laughs> right. So, dude, it's so cool. Like, that's the coolest thing is like when your kid starts liking the same stuff you like. Like Isaac and I played Lego Marvel Heroes on the Xbox while he was sick. So here's one that's you'll probably be really geeked out about so as you can see over there there's a placemat with batman on it right mm. she knows the words to the 70s batman show what? that we, we have never like the words like no 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 if you go no 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 she will go batman at the end of it every <laughs> single time we've never ever it's never been shown in this house she just knows i don't know that is outstanding. That's so for her, you know, so stuff, for her man. birthday, she got a whole bunch of Batman stuff. Like, the, um, there's a company that makes little people mm-hmm. um, for like play sets and stuff, and they have a whole DC line. So she got the whole line of DC characters. Yeah, but I don't know where it came from. Like, it, yeah, it'd be really cool to tell a story that, you know, when she was six months old and went to bed, I used to read her The Dark Knight Rises, but I, I didn't do I didn't do that. <laughs> I used to do the voice. 
I'm not the dad you're looking for. <laughs> I'm the dad you deserve. <laughs> you say you're gonna go to bed, well say it to me. <laughs> um, but like just out of nowhere. And that's that's the strangest thing for me and why I look at guys like Drew and, and guys like Brett um, with an air of admiration because they're in this really interesting spot. Like, you know, when your kid's six months old, it's cool because you can kind of start taking them places, but they're not really sentient beings, so to speak. Like, they're not really, you know, they're not really interacting with a whole bunch of stuff. They're going along for the ride. It's cool to share those moments with them, but, you know, as they get one and 18 months and 24 months, then they're, you know, when they go to Propaganda Donuts, they're giving people high fives and eating donuts, you know? Right. Um, but when, yeah, like Drew said, when they start to get into stuff, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, really, because they get into stuff, like, full board, like, uh, the way only a kid could do. Like, both feet forward, you know, I'm, I'm in this, I'm jumping into the deep end, I'm not going to wade into Batman, I'm just, it's just Batman. Like, like everything is like Batman. Like, everything is Batman. Yep. And we're, uh, we're at Green Lantern right now, which is great for me. Of course you are. <laughs> no, the, they just put the animated series on Netflix, and so Isaac discovered that this weekend, and it was just boom, instant. Dad, Green Lantern is my favorite. Well, it's a good thing I have all these Green Lantern comics laying around. <laughs> I think I have a tattoo, because that would have been really embarrassing. <sighs> That's, uh, no, I, no. <laughs> After Ryan Reynolds destroyed the Green Lantern, I don't know if I can get the tattoo anymore. So you're never going to show him that, right? Like, he's never going to see the Ryan Reynolds no. version of... Okay. I, if I can prevent it, there are a few comic book movies my son will never see. And that would be at the very Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. If they redo it, cool. I'll give it another shot. Uh, Wolverine Origins, either one of them. I won't waste this time with. How, how on earth have you mentioned two movies before you got to Daredevil? Well, I, <laughs> Ghost Rider. I guess I don't even think of them. I guess I'm, maybe I'm going into like reverse chronological or, or order. Or Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Uh, or Fantastic Ghost Rider Four: too. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Or Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you read that article? Um, he will watch the Blade trilogy though. As he should, yeah. really, because anytime Triple H can get submitted as a vampire, Thank they, you. I'm all Thank for it. Thank you for recognizing that. Um, I watched the first one the other night, by the way, and I'd forgotten how brutal that movie is. You know what? I mean... For being 1998. Well, but it, it, you know, it showed, to me, as a movie nerd, it showed glimmers of what Goyer was going to do and yeah. you know, why, when you see his name, you should probably watch what he's doing because... It's Wesley Snipes. Like it, it could. I mean, it should. Right. It and Stephen Dorff. Well, yeah, and and Stephen Dorff. You know, um, both of which should be at the tail end of jokes. Yeah. You know, should be in a John Claude Van Damme movie. But yep. here, here we are, going. Well, you know, that was a pretty decent trilogy about vampires that didn't have Edward Cullen in it. You know, <laughs> when you're looking at a movie and the two best actors are Donald Logue and Chris Christopherson. Something is wrong. Right. Who just mumbles his way through most of his role? Oh, God, it's terrible. Take a gun and shoot your shell. <laughs> There's an actual line in that movie, by the way, if you haven't seen Blade, Mike. Uh, I've seen the first one. Okay. I haven't seen all of them. You should. Just have a day. Watch the whole trilogy. So you were, what, a month away? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like almost to the day? Uh, no, um, like April, at the end of May is... Oh, okay, so, so you've got like, yeah. A little over a month. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's that like? <laughs> Scary. <laughs> it has its moments of like, I'm really, really, really excited, and then I'm terrified. Absolutely terrified. I, I what are you terrified of? Uh, well, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how to be a dad. You know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to think for anybody but myself. You know, I don't know how to nonstop. And there's nothing is gonna matter after after she's born. Nothing else will matter but you know taking care of her. 
Now, obviously, I'm still gonna have to do, you know, my job, and I'm still have to do stuff, normal stuff, but, like, my whole world is just gonna flip upside down, and I don't, like, I have moments of, like, I'm not ready for this. There's no way, I'm still a kid, you know? I feel like in my head, like, I, I, I know I'm 29, but, I feel like I'm still a child inside, and I don't know how I'm gonna raise a child when I'm still learning things myself. That's part of the fun, though, man. The part of the, part of the fun is, you know, and I think that all three of us are similar in this way. We both have, we all have, you know, what what I like to think of as a sense of wonder. Like things are still really cool. Things are still awesome. You can still get really excited about stuff. And that's, to me, I mean, for me, with Isaac being six, that's what it's like. Is everything is so exciting. Hey, you forgot about this remote control car you got for Christmas. <laughs> We're gonna get it out now because there's room in the yard to drive it around. So excited. It's the greatest day ever. Oh, we have to go to the store and get batteries. It's the worst day ever. This is terrible. I mean, it's extremes. Mm -hmm. But being a dad, man, it, it's just... I had the same fears you did, dude. I had the same freak-out moments, you know? And you kind of look at it and think, maybe I'm going to be okay. Right. You know, and look at... If me and Brett can pull this off, you're fine. You're going to be fine. And I feel like it's different, though, because you, I mean, you got boys. I, I don't know why that seems different to me, but it, it seems like I'm not, I don't know how to raise a girl. Well, I, and Angie just walked in, and so she can certainly speak to this, but, like, um, the fascinating thing about boys versus girls is that she, once she gets to that sentient point, of, you know, where she's, like, doing stuff, she's going to be all all up in your you know like angie always says that she's daddy's little girls and and it's interesting because usually on the guy side that the boy aligns with the mom mm -hmm. you know in, in those younger ages so you better figure out how to parent because you're going to be spending a lot of time with that and i'm taking and i feel like i'm taking way too many of them but i'm taking class on class. What, what classes are you taking yeah dude we did the the birthing class we did the wait you did more than one uh, you did the yes. birthing and then you did another one yes yeah then we did because we, we almost walked out of the birthing one we were like okay i got it we're gonna have a baby <laughs> it's gonna happen thank you and they're all two hours so like i'm done after have you done hour. the cpr one yet nope not yet <laughs> <laughs> but I did. The, I just did the breastfeeding one, which changed my life completely. Because I walked in thinking like, it's all you. This is gonna be like. Well, like, you're not, you, it changed your life because you have to figure out how to breastfeed. No. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I walked in still. I like where this is going. Still, <laughs> still with my stupid. I'm listening. I, you have my full attention. <laughs> with my stupid like ah, there's gonna be boobs and there's gonna be you know boobs out there. <laughs> and I walk in and there's a bunch of dudes and I'm like, there's gonna be so many jokes and everybody's gonna be laughing and stuff. And after three minutes of her presentation, I'm dead silent. I'm taking notes. Like, I'm like, okay, do we want to do the football way? Or do we want to do that? Okay, V and a C. V and a C. I, I don't know how much we is involved with breastfeeding, man. Well, I'm did, there for support. Did that class cover the part where if it doesn't work or when the supply slows down what that conversation is going to be like because it should cover certainly cover that part uh, there's support groups and there's right, exactly yeah, yes. I, I'm dead Wait, serious yes I'm dead oh, man. serious well because I mean it's a, hu it's a huge deal you yeah. know when, when you get to that point where you have to have that conversation like you as you're going through this portion you're reading all the books going to all the classes and, and all they do is terrify you yes. right oh, if, you, if you don't breastfeed your kid he will grow tentacles and become a super like that's what and then if you don't breastfeed your kid for 19 months well there's no way he will be a mensa member like you read all of those things and then you have to start wading through all that stuff i think that's why when people get to the second kid that second kid is just like <laughs> You know, barely has a car seat, you know, like is taking care of itself at one, you know, because you're like, look, I, all the things you tell me are not like when you get to the CPR class and 
Angie and I, to this day, occasionally joke about the class because it is literally CPR in the most ridiculous scenarios. It'll be like, okay, so aliens are coming, <laughs> and you're in a building, and you're trapped in the bottom, and it collapses, and your kid needs CPR. Here's what you... Okay, there's literally one in the video, um, and she'll jump in here and yell at me if I'm not telling the truth, but there's one in the video where there's, like, a kid in the woods that gets swarmed by bees. What? <laughs> like, like my girl? Like kids, like ki- yeah, like my girl. Yeah, it's Macaulay Culkin, and he gets swarmed by bees, and you have to do the EpiPen, and that's a, that's a class. That's a video. <laughs> That seems like a realistic scenario to me. I don't know why we're making fun of that. I, it, yes, Have you ever seen more than one bee? I've never in my life seen more than one bee. Like, no. Even if I was swarmed, I, I was would intentionally s- provoking them. Right. Yeah. And even if I was swarmed, I would just step to the side. It seems like they just swarm one spot and stay okay, there. Okay, first of all, I think you're underestimating bees now. <laughs> the bees have no now lateral movement. They don't have any bees. lateral movement at Can't all. Can't turn left. <laughs> but ambi turners. I feel like if you just, I mean, took a few steps to the, you know, shuffle to the left, you'd be okay. I've never been attacked You're going to Cupid shuffle your way out of a bee attack. Has anyone ever tried it? When you get to the CPR class, though, I hope that you ask that question. <laughs> if I slide to the, the left or slide just, to the right. If I just, if I just... You know, cha-cha slide my way out of the way for the bees. What like, about Charlie Brown? What's, what's my... <laughs> I bring a laptop. Hold on. Let, let me demonstrate. <laughs> to the left. What if I ask the bees if I can see their hands? <laughs> let me see your hands. <laughs> oh, my God. I got, uh, I got another one. It's uh, Dad's on Deck. And so wait, what? Wait, what you didn't say dad, did you say Dad's on Deck or Dad's on Dad? Because that seems like a different That class. seems like something I would not go to. I think Deck. Okay. Okay. No, it is dads on dads. I've just signed up for hot dads on dads. I don't I did everything with dads on it. Allie, is this the right class? It charged my card and everything. <laughs> Seems legit. On a monthly basis. It's in the back of the hospital, though. I don't get why. What is dads on deck? It's supposed to teach me how to be a dad, but I've decided at this point. I've already paid for it, but I guess you can get your money back. That I'm just, I'm probably not going to do that. Was there like a, have you gone to a class yet, or is it just one class? It's just one. Okay. But the guy that answered the phone, <laughs> the guy that answered the phone was like, hey, 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 uh, you, you're going to do dads on deck, right? Okay, okay. Well, though, there's no ladies allowed because we know what they're doing. And I just sat there silent. <laughs> no, what are they doing? Now, would you please explain it to me? And so he just keeps making these, like, misogynistic girl jokes, like how they, can, they can't come. And, and, and it's, that seems like a great starting point for dads on deck. Right. And I'm like... <laughs> He's like, and he just kept doing that. Tats like, on deck, or subtitle, get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Because right. <laughs> you know what they're doing? Your laundry. <laughs> you know what they shouldn't be doing? <laughs> Talking. Working at jobs. <laughs> Those are for men. Better not be You bumping. almost should go to this class, because I'm hoping it's like that. Just I just keep waiting for Angie to smack us in the back <laughs> of the head. Like, I'm, I'm, I have this fear over my shoulder. So, Johnny, whoever, it, it, it made me decide that I'm not going to the... Johnny misogyny over there? Yeah, yeah, I probably won't go to that one. So what's Allie like right now? Very calm, actually. Very, very calm. Um, she has moments of, of freakouts, which I try to, I guess, be there for her as much as possible. Um, but we haven't had anything, and I know we still have two months left, knock on wood, we haven't had any serious issues. She yeah. hasn't gotten really sick. You know, it's been... I'm not going to say easy because it's not me, but, for, you know, 
all things considered, it, it's it's been pretty smooth so far. Um, and you packed your bug out bag at this point? Yep. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I keep trying to add things. I'm like, what about the PlayStation? <laughs> what do you add to it? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I you know... Gonna, do you have a DS yet? You want to play some Pokemon? Ooh, that might be something to look into. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can lend you some Isaac's games. He has oh. some good ones. All right. But, yeah, we asked the, the doctors, you know, what do we bring in this bag and, and all that kind of stuff. And the whole time, I, like... To me, I was like, uh, well, I mean, we're going to be there for a couple days. We might as well make it like home. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll just bring the PS4. I got a season of NBA 2K I got to get through. <laughs> she said no. Angie, can you tell him what it's actually like for those first three days? <laughs> how Whatever many, how, she tells you. How many levels of video games would I have gotten through? In the, I mean, I don't need, where are you going, first of all? Uh, spectrum. Okay, so let me explain what this is like. Um, because our friends Nick and Jamie just went to St. Mary's, and I was quite jealous because he had an actual bed. Um, at Spectrum, you will sleep on a couch, which for you might be all right because you're borderline hobbit size, so you'll <laughs> probably fit in it. Yes. But um, a normal adult male would not fit in that thing. The other thing is... Um, from a dad's perspective, they're going to tell you that uh, the mom can order food for you, and then they will tell the mom that they're not going to do that, so you'll be scrounging around for the better part of three days trying to figure out what to eat. So the best thing, that you, if anybody asks what can they bring you, food is going to be your answer. Yeah. Food. Answer mm -hmm. food. All right. I remember, I live like half a mile away from that hospital, so you can just text me, dude. I can go and get Smashburg or whatever. Okay. They got food across the street now, though. That's kind of the nice thing, is that Spectrum now has that. Life. Yeah, they, and they, when we were there, they didn't really have that stuff, because I, I remember the first night, the Friday night, um, so the first full day, yeah. that I, we had so many visitors that I just didn't have a chance to get out, and I ended up having to, I found a piece of bread, not kidding, a piece of bread and a piece of, like, salami, and that I, they charged me for these two things, and that was what my dinner was. You just fold it in half? Yeah, like, she ate, like, our queen, and, I, and mm -hmm. tried to order for me, and they told her no, so I went downstairs at whatever time that was, 7.02, where everything is shut down, and it was, like, a piece of salami and, like, stale bread. Why did they tell you, why couldn't she order for you? Because, well, because what you'll find out is that you're totally irrelevant to the scenario. You absolutely mm -hmm. are irrelevant. You are. Totally irrelevant. All right. Yeah. All right. I like, love you, dude. But, like, it's especially, you know, with you guys, and this is, the, I guess, the part where I can help you out a little bit is, you know, if you're not married, they're going to shut you out mm -hmm. a lot. The doctors yeah. the nurses are going to shut you out. Be patient. They they're just doing their jobs. They check that? Like, yeah. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's, it's um, you know... It's not like they check it. It's not like they're going, so you guys married, single, divorced. No, it's but once once they figure out that the names don't match up, they certainly have a, a biases. And look. Fair or unfair, it's just the uh, way Fair it or is. unfair, but there's certainly a bias in that regard. And, and I think a lot of people look at those situations and just expect them to fail. You know, I mean. Drew and Brett are perfect examples of that. You know, like it didn't work out. So yeah. you've got to mire through this scenario where you have a six-year-old that you would probably want a lot more than you have him. No, absolutely. And, absolutely. You know, and and so they, I, I think they kind of anticipate that and tr and treat you a little bit differently. Unfortunately. Yeah. Our, hmm. our no, I, I just think really. Shocked. We were so nice to each other. Like that was the fun thing. That basically it boils down to the mom and the child in that moment. So whatever they have to do to. But you really are relevant. It's You are as relevant as you want to be in that moment and support. And not everybody has the luxury of having that. So it's very fortunate that you guys have a strong family unit while you're there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that you're there. I don't want you to think like there's nothing for you to He's do. He's about to cry. No, no. I just, <laughs> like, it's not that there's nothing for you to do, but you are utilitarian in, in the purest sense of the word. You are there to support her when you're going through that 
process, mm -hmm. whatever that, pro you know, if it's eight hours or eight minutes or whatever that is. And then afterwards, your, your biggest job, I would say, and I, I don't know what your experience was like, but your biggest job is to shut it down when it's time to shut it down. Like yep. you're going to have to kick people out. You Stop. get to be the bad guy. Stop. Come visit. Don't visit us. Don't, you know, it, that's your job. Cause she will be in no capacity to do that really. Cause she's going to be trying to figure out how to breastfeed and trying to figure out how to get her to sleep and then when to wake her up and you know they're going to take her for a minute and what are they going to do with her and she's got, has a million things to worry about and unfortunately two of those things are going to not be top of mind sleep is going to be one of them because she's going to be exhausted and the other one is the sheer amount of people that are wanna, going to want to come visit should I wait like a day? Because I know you, you call the initial people that you, you that's going to be up to you. But like, there was a point on Friday where I had to be like, "We're done. Everyone go home." Because yeah. it was it was eight straight hours of people coming in and coming out, and you just can't get any rest. Yeah, they said the first like few hours after the baby is born, like that's when she should start trying to breastfeed. But I assume that you know I'm calling on my family, I'm calling everybody and close friends and stuff like that to you know come right away. Should and I what, wait to do that? How long before people came? Um, well, immediate family right away, but just wait. Give yourself time with the three of you. Talking over with her, that's the biggest yeah. thing I'll tell you, is have a plan in place so that you guys aren't trying to figure out who do you call after she just pushed a human out of herself. Well, we have an idea of who to call. We just don't know how soon to call them, I guess. That, I would, yeah. Oh, let okay. that be her call. Like, it's completely going to be up to her because it's going to be how she's feeling. Because you're going to be like, I want to show off my baby to everybody. <laughs> Selfies. <laughs> Like, I expect a newborn selfie. That's going to happen. It's you. Uh, well. Well. I'm not judging not, you. It's not up to me at that point. Yeah. She'll probably say yes, but it's not yeah, up to clearly. me. I, yeah, but enjoy that moment because you'll, you know, it's cliche to say, but you'll never get that back. You yeah. know, you'll never get that chance to kind of enjoy the first child you brought into the world. Okay. So, I mean, take some time for yourselves because... As soon as you start calling people, they're going to start calling people yeah. who are then going to start calling other people who are then going to start liking and commenting and sharing on Facebook. And then you're going to have to be the, be the bad guy. Okay. Can I, I, can I ask a, a question? And you, you can ask the, me anything. You don't have to answer that. Did you guys, was it just you two in the delivery room? Yep. It was just you two. Yep. Okay. That's what we want to do too. And she's already has like a. A sister-in-law that wants no. to take pictures. I've, I've shut it down already, and I said that if I have to yell at your mom, I'm going to. But or my mom, whoever you know, whoever's mom. We, like we, I mean, we had a, a whole plan. We knew that it was going to be, you know, kind of not in the negative sense, but it was going to be us against the world. You know, we had made a playlist of music. We were going to play music the whole time. You can um, do that. Yeah. yeah oh yes. You know, so we played music the whole time, and we had a, a you know, we had a really good plan, and so we had a really good experience. Um, but and an experience that I, w I don't, wouldn't change any of that for anything. Um, that it, it's including letting anybody else in on that moment, because I, I don't know that you need it. Right. I mean, you certainly don't need it, but I don't know that they deserve to be there. Right, right. I want it to be just us, and I think we've we've discussed it. There's no plan, but we've discussed it a little bit. Yeah. No, that's we did the same thing. It was just me and Lindsay in there when it actually happened. You know, her mom wanted to be in there, mm -hmm. and for a minute, Lindsay wanted her mom in there, and then they gave her the drugs, and everything was okay. So, that was the that was our biggest mistake. Was Lindsay tried to do it without an epidural? through the whole thing and Ooh. it was just brutal 
I so she eventually gave in, had the epidural. It was funny because as soon as it kicked in, she started apologizing to me, which was hilarious. To you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 no. It was too funny because, like, she... Look, we have a good relationship. We're friends. Mm-hmm. But when she was in labor, she hated me. <laughs> oh, did she hate me? And it was it was every stereotype, every cliche that you remember seeing on like sitcoms growing up about, you know, I'll kill you. You did this. Epidural hits. She's talking to the nurse. Where's Drew? I want to tell him how sorry I am. And I was like, Lindsay, I'm right next to you. And she goes, Do you know how horrible I have been to him? <laughs> You know what I put him through, <laughs> and I just started laughing, and I was like, "You really? This is not the time for this. You got a, you got something you're working on here. I'm gonna go." <laughs> so yeah, no, and and definitely food, man. Bring food, pack food, try and slip like granola bars into your bug out bag, okay, so that you have something. And I was telling her I thought the because uh, they were talking about the birthing plan uh, as well when we did one of those classes and I was like is this like a ride like where we can request like green M and M's if we want <laughs> it is not like a rider no yeah, uh, yeah she said the same thing <laughs> no it's not like a rider at all <laughs> I only want Jay Z in the background I want the actually wall decals of Jay Z if we can get that glow in the dark Jay Z is that what I want fat heads I want fat heads I want to be sponsored by fat heads while I have <laughs> can I redecorate the birthing room. We've got time. You know, no rush. <laughs> we have eight hours. Or something. <laughs> How long does it usually take? There's no set time. No don't ask me. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Don't ask me. We've only done this twice between the two of us, and I, you know, I think Isaac was all of six or seven hours. Uh, you know. But, but you knew when it was happening. Yeah. 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 I got a call. Uh, I had actually just gotten done when I was working at Best Buy, which was just wonderful oh, i forgot you worked there yeah that was a good time um, no it wasn't no it was awful uh i'm really glad i'm not doing that but you know i respect to the people who still are it's just it's horrible uh but yeah no i got a i got a phone call she had actually gone in for a doctor's appointment to be checked because she was late and when the doctor went to check her her water broke oh wow and it was on like donkey kong from there so she called me and she goes, Drew, don't freak out. And I was like, oh, God, the baby's coming. And she goes, yes. She goes, have one of your brothers drive you to the hospital. And I was like, why? And she goes, Drew. And I was like, yeah, no, my brothers are here. One of them will drive me. So, yeah, and it was, it was cool. For us, it was immediate family and Isaac's godparents the night he was born. Okay. Um, but other than that, it was everyone else got to wait. So, and I, I was not, uh, given our relationship at the time, uh, I was not invited to stay the night. But I was there every day. So, uh, I, uh, can you stay? Like, you can oh, stay. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why I was Yo, saying. Like, Allie that, will expect you to that stay. That couch is brutal. Just yeah. be advised. Okay. Maybe bring a pillow <clears throat> or uh, your own bed. Can like, I bring an air mattress? Is <laughs> I, it depend, I mean, it, some of those rooms are big, especially at Spectrum. I don't know. I've um, got an air mattress if you need one. I, I think I have one. Nice. Thank you. Man, that's a lot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just that, that process. Well, yeah, man. It's, you know, it's the stuff people don't tell you. It's the stuff the classes don't tell you that you can't learn until you actually do it. Like, you'll probably find something different from what we found. And I think that's the scariest part is, like, I like to at least plan somewhat, and I like to know what to expect. You have to plan bringing a human into the... I realize that's ridiculous. I realize how ridiculous that is. But it's, you know, up until this point, I've been able to at least sort of plan out, you know, what I want to do, how I want to do it, when I want to do it. And it didn't affect anybody but me. And now at this point, you know, it's no longer about me. No. And it, can, it will never, ever, which I'm 
I would say 95%, you know, I'm all, yeah, I'm very excited about that. But there's a little part of me that's, that, I don't know, I didn't expect it to happen so soon. And it, I'm very excited that it is happening, but I didn't expect it this fast. And now, you know, it's, it's happening and there's no, you know, it's happening, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> there's, I, I don't know what else. I don't know. It's, so what, it's, do you, what do you, I mean, that 5% seems to like, it almost changed your whole demeanor there for a second. Um, well, it's cause it's all the fears and all the, just not like I wasn't, I don't know when I plan on having a kid. I guess I never really planned it. I don't know that a lot of people do, but, um, I didn't plan it at least for a while. You know, I wanted to have a lot of, of other things established before I went and did this. And I didn't, it's, you know, I'm very happy that it happened and it, you know, very excited, but it kind of forced your hand is what you're thinking. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And now, and now I have to, and not saying that I'm not grown up, but you know, I'm, it's time now. There's no more messing around. There's no more, you know, this is it. I have to just, well, have like six more weeks and then you can, right. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's scary. It's very scary. I'm very excited. And then uh, yesterday um, I took the day off to kind of set up the nursery and we got a bunch of stuff from the baby shower and we're setting it up and as we're setting it up we're gradually taking my my uh dj stuff and it's going this piece is going in the closet and this piece is going in the closet next thing i know everything's just in the closet and i'm not really freaking out about it i'm kind of not even really thinking about it but she starts to she starts to ask me if i'm are you okay with this? Is this okay? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, we're just kind of replacing all your DJ stuff with baby stuff. And I don't know why that moment, for some reason, it hit me like, whoa, like this is, you know, and then this is, this is a new, whole new life. Like I'm, I, you know, how am I going to, and then I start to think about how am I going to do this all? How am I going to go from, you know, doing this to, you know, every day, you know, for hours and hours and hours to now, like if I can fit it in, you know, I'll try to do it or, it just it's going to change everything about my life yeah i mean you I, I think you'll you'll figure out what really matters and if djing is one of those things that matters um you'll you'll figure it out but you know i i can tell you that when angie and i were going through this we had this hard and fast rule like look we don't want to spoil the child and at the same time we don't want our house to look like we have a kid that was like we had this conversation like we don't want to have shit everywhere right right but if you look to your left you will see that there's a ginormous kitchen in the oh, middle that's of the, adorable. Like, um and there's a seat over there and like eventually you, you can have all these grandiose plans that you don't want you know you want to continue your this this facade in my opinion that you're going to continue this life that you had mm. and you continue your life but it, it's a different it's a totally different chapter you know, where you're like, oh, there's a kitchen in my living room. Why wouldn't there be a kitchen in my living room? You know? Yeah. It is the cutest little kitchen, though. No, it's true. You, you have these ideas of what it's going to be like and what you're going to do. But, like, man, there's, there's a Lego table in the middle of my living room. And apparently the coffee table is Egypt now. Because that makes sense. Oh. That was Isaac's idea. Apparently Egypt is the only other country he knows. Ooh. Because everywhere is Egypt. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and that's that's what it is, is, you know, I mean, my, you know, I, like, I live with my girlfriend, but we have separate rooms because my son comes for the weekends, and he likes being in the same room as dad, and he likes being close to me. But at the same time, you know, the house Isaac lives in, he has a big sister, and now he has a baby brother, so when he comes to us, he'll still look at me and Carly and say, can I have some alone time, you guys? 
which is crazy to me that that there's a six-year-old who knows that he needs time to just do his own thing and to be calm and to be quiet and it's fun to watch and i guess i'm you know clearly further ahead than you mike in this whole dad game and i'm a little bit ahead of eric here sure but it's really cool to watch from and and i liked the way you said that that it's, it's a non-sentient being <laughs> well, I mean, you know, turn on. I mean, that's you know, to, to turn into some not, a person that's not only interacting with you, but that that has you know a really strong way that they feel about you. And it's it's not. I guess that's the best part of the new part of your life is, yes, there is a kitchen in your living room, and you have no idea why, and it's purple, and it doesn't match anything else you've got going on, <laughs> but. It doesn't matter because it makes this tiny person who loves you more than anything in the world so happy to run into the living room and have this kitchen. You know, for Isaac, he gets up in the morning and we go downstairs and I make breakfast and he plays Legos at his Lego table. Mm -hmm. And that's that's our morning routine. That's what we do. And you get these little these little bits and pieces of just overwhelming happiness that make being woken up at 7 a.m. to clean up a disgusting bathroom completely worth it. How do you how I'm fascinated by you and and Brett. Thank you. Um, well, no, no. I mean, I mean that in, in like in the most honest sense, like because the situation you're in is fascinating because you you have a six year old, right? Yeah. And your six year old is with you essentially what on the weekends? On the weekends and any extra spare time that I can get his mom to give. But him like up. essentially the weekends. Yeah, essentially every other weekend I get to and see so my son. You, you know, so you've got sometimes 10 or 12 days between seeing him yeah you know and so you've got this interesting paradox where you have to you have to still be a parent but at the same time you almost and i i know you guys have a great relationship but you know i, I follow you guys your adventures on facebook and yeah. instagram and all of that stuff and, and you guys have a very fun life but yeah. at the same time it's fascinating to me to watch when you've still got to be a parent but you you want to do all of these fun things because you only have this tiny amount of time and i don't i mean i look at you and i go i you know i admire your energy when you have him but i, I go dude i you know I, I that part of it i don't envy at all it's it's weird the the parts like it was it was funny we got to keep him for an extra day because he's on spring break but I still had to work, so I split my day in half. So I went into work early and then came home and had lunch with him and got him ready to go to the zoo with Carly and some of his friends. But the minute I left him to go back to work on Monday, it's it starts. It's just this this pit. And, you know, it doesn't... I kept telling myself it's going to get easier when he gets older because we'll be able to talk more and we'll be able to do more sure. things. But I also, and you know, like Brett, you have to remember, he has this separate life that you're not a part of. You know, you're a part of it because I'm his dad and I'm always going to be his dad. But he has friends that I don't know. He does things in school that I'm not a part of, you know. And, and I go to, I mean, I take at least two days off every year to go to his T-ball games. Right. Because they start before my show would be done. And to be able to, to do that stuff is big to me. And you're, you're right. And it's, to me, it's a... Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a child of divorce. I'm, you know, I'm not, it's not a, mm -hmm. one of those weird things where I'm like, it changed who I was, but it changed who I ended up being. It, it, How so? My dad, it, I love my dad. We have a good relationship now. We didn't always. Uh, going to my dad's for the weekend was camping out on a futon in the upstairs of his apartment and playing like Nintendo 64 until it was time to go back to my mom's. 
we didn't have a relationship. He didn't, I don't want to say he mailed it in, but it was just like, Hey, okay, you're here. You're at my house. You're my problem. Here's food. There's food over there. You know, uh, I'll talk to you guys on Sunday when I have to drive you home. That was it. You know, he still, he would still work. He would still do. And so to me, it was, I'm not going to be that guy. I want every weekend that Isaac comes, even if we're not doing something super cool, you know, like this weekend he was sick. We, I wanted to go to the museum and see the Lego exhibit. Right. But he's sick. I can't put him in the midst of a bunch of other kids. Right. That's irresponsible. Right. Yes. You know, that's uh, uh, don't do that. Yeah. No, mm -mm, no. Don't Much like don't come to work when you're sick. Don't bring your don't sick kid places. Oh, okay. Keep them home. But that's, you know, that's kind of the, the bummer is you want to cram all these great things that you want to do into a, a, essentially a 48-hour window. Right. And it's hard to have, you know, to have him look at me and I, I go, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to the movies? Do you want to go, do you want to go to the park? Do you want to do this? Dad, I just want to stay home. I just want to be here with you and doing these things that we do that are our things. And so to me, that's the biggest thing is it's not being a better parent than my dad because I wouldn't say my dad's a bad parent now when I was younger. Sure. And he's admitted as much. One of the biggest things anyone said to me before Isaac was born was that made me, and Mike, I, your fear makes so much sense to me because I had those same moments. But I went out to dinner with my dad who's, by the way, whose initial reaction to finding out he was having a grandchild was, well, us McCarthy's have strong swimmers. <laughs> I kid you not. All right, then. In the middle of an IHOP. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, where else would you say that? Where, how right. else? You know, how else do you break the news when you're 22? <laughs> um, not smart, Drew. But, <laughs> no, my dad looked at me and he said, Drew, you know, with everything you've done to help get ready for this, you're already a better father than I ever was. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, Dad, that's not. He goes, Drew, it's about time we both admit that I was pretty crappy. You know, I'm 22 years old and this is my dad dropping some heavy life sure. truth. But... For me, with, with being with Isaac, it's about making it about him. You know, it's not about what I want to do or stuff that I think is cool. It's, dude, what do you want to do? You're in charge. It's your weekend, your time with dad. And the greatest thing to me, and, you know, what's, what's cool for you guys is, you know, Lindsay, Lindsay and I weren't together for the majority even of her pregnancy. Mm -hmm. We broke up before we found out she was pregnant. You know, I am, I am a walking version of the movie Knocked Up. Right. You know, I, I mean read into that as much as you will <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, things like anyways this um, show might need some annotation that's, no please no 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 cliff notes no no addendums um but no the cool thing the coolest thing for me has been watching because i've been with my girlfriend for five years now and watching her relationship with isaac has been so cool to me because they started off almost not at odds with each other or competing for my time and attention but it was like Carly didn't know what to make of him. She didn't know what her role was in well, his life. And I, I mean, that's that's a heavy burden to put on somebody in a relationship. And I've ne yeah, and that's the biggest thing is you never, I've never asked her to do that. You know, is it's she's assumed that mantle on her own. And now she, when people ask about Isaac, she just says, oh yeah, that's my kid. You know, and I, I don't have a problem with it. Lindsay doesn't have a problem with it, which is really cool. Right. Because I've never, she's married now. You know, baby mama got married, like, weird. <laughs> it's, it's just it's weird it's really weird 
but I had to deal with my son calling someone else dad and yeah. having to be mature enough to be okay with it, which is weird because you two know me. I'm not that mature. Right. But unless my hand is forced. Right. <laughs> right. But it was one of those I had to, you know, because she called and she said, look, you know, Isaac is wondering what he should call Kyle. What, you know, what are you okay with? Do you want to do stepdad? I was like, no, you're married. You know, that's, he can be dad. He can, Isaac gets to have two dads. That's a privilege. I don't think I could do that. I don't, I it's, don't think dude, I could. It's hard. It was harder for Carly than it was for me. She was like, I don't know why you're not sticking up for yourself. I was like, but it doesn't matter. It's not important. He knows that I'm his dad and I love him. And if he has another dad that loves him too, it's a lucky kid. It's a good life. You know, my mom's had boyfriends the whole time since she and my dad got divorced. She, never, never, she never remarried? Never remarried. No, no. Came close once. Came close once. Uh, and then various things happened that unraveled it, which ended up being for the best. But we never came close to calling any of them dad because there was no there was no marriage involved. You know, as soon as they got married, I had to look at it and say, okay, they're married. This guy is in my son's life, presumably for the rest of his life. So you just kind of go from there and you hope for the best. And I think... I think that's where my fear comes from. Now that you just say that, is I also grew up, uh, you know, in a divorced family, uh, but I had a terrible, terrible real dad, just awful. Yeah. And a not so, me and my stepdad were trying to fight for the alpha male of the house, from you know the time I can, you know, I can remember, and and that's what I, I think I just had terrible role models as fathers, and so I don't know how to be a good dad. So are you are you worried like? And that's why I wanted to ask Drew that question because two things. Number one, last week I, I bumped into our friend Brett mm-hmm. um, at work, and, and he said this like stunning, stunning sentence to me where he's like, "So I, you know, I had Gavin this weekend, and I went to let him do something, and he told me that his mom doesn't let him do that, and I had this epiphany that like, oh, there are rules. I, you know, like because he is, you know, he's been." You know, well, and you laugh no, no, because no, no. I, you laugh I, because you know him. But I, like, you know, he's he's trying to cram all of this dadness into seventy two hours, and you forget about the parenting part because you just you want to go to McDonald's and you want to go to the Disney, you know, the Disney on Ice, and you want to go to the dinosaur exhibit and you want to go see Frozen, and you want, and then you forget about the part that you're you you've got to teach them stuff. And and so I, I wanted to talk about that because I was fascinated. This you know, giant shining light shines on him and goes. You know, shit, I got to, you know, at this point, I got to be a parent. I got a five-year-old, you know? And right. so now you've got to start, oh, how do, I, how do I teach him to be a better man? And how do I break that cycle? And so is that what you're worried about? That you're, it's, you know, you're going to go your separate ways or you just won't know how to be a dad because you haven't had that in your life? Probably a little of both, I would say. I, I don't know. Because I know once I hit a certain age, like, that, me and my dad just bought heads. Like, that was it. We just bought heads, which is a little bit. You're real, your real dad? Both. Gotcha. Uh, when I was a kid, I did All the, dads. Yeah. <laughs> All the dads. When I was, All the headbutts. <laughs> when I was a kid, I went to my dad's every other weekend, but there were times where he just wouldn't show up. Like, he would, we would sit and wait like a... You'd go to his house and he wouldn't be there? No, we'd go. We'd meet at McDonald's. Okay. Yeah, and he just wouldn't show up and then say he just forgot. Um, and then, I mean, I could go on the list and list of things. Like, he had another child, named him the same thing as me. Another <laughs> son. I'm not making that up at all. Seriously? I'm dead serious. 
Yeah. Dude, uh, how have I known have, you for the better part of yeah, eight how did years we not know, know that story? Yeah. He uh, had another kid named him the same name? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. exact same name. No, it's actually like my middle name is different than his middle name, but he like their middle their names are the same. Like it's my name's Robert Michael, Michael. and then his is Robert Juan, that's my dad's, and now that's his son's name is Robert Juan. Gotcha. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So there's a darkest timeline you running around. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And the How new. How does that not mess or your head up? Oh, it does. Timeline. It does. It absolutely does. I called him uh, when I found out I was, I was probably still in high school, and that's probably around the time I started drinking, drinking. Like I was drinking Canada House, like messed up. I don't know what up. that is. It's <laughs> nasty. Yeah, be, no, be glad you don't. Yeah, it's just. I know terrible. what that is though. Terrible, and I called him all upset. And I mean, there's a million things. When he found out that I was having a kid, he he said he asked me if it was a boy first, and I said I don't know. And then when he found out it was a boy. Or a girl. You're having a girl, by the way. Yeah, a girl. Just so you know. (laughs) He's like, oh, I guess you're going to have to try again. I'm like, what do you mean? That still exists. Yeah. Yeah, he's that's a real person. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like like this this old-timey, like, you you know, Jon Snow, you must keep the the lineage going. (laughs) That's exactly. Like, like you have to keep the the Stark clan going. Well, Lannister always pays his debts. Like, that still exists. House Aguilar shall live on. House Aguilar must... Raise our banners and go to war with. And now I'm thinking of what your sigil would be. <laughs> so yeah, I was just. I would be an octopus with a DJ table. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, <laughs> like a combination of the the Red Wings octopus. And no, okay, yeah, no, go, I'm sorry. No, no, now I'm fascinated. <laughs> I'd much rather hear about your terrifically horrible childhood. So actually. that dad was outstanding. You. Yeah. So then I never had. Wait, the... One more aside. Have you met this doppelganger? Yes. Yeah. Does he look like you? No. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Right, no. No. Um, so we never, uh, you know. Eventually, I just stopped going over there because he uh, moved into the like the hood of Grand Rapids, like the hood hood. And there was a time I saw something terrible happen when I was over there, and I decided I was never going back. Um, and so I stopped going there, and then I was, you know, trying to get a relationship with my stepdad, who already had, uh, uh, you know, other kids, and then the kids that he had with my mom. And so I was just kind of like the outsider guy who was just there, and we didn't get along at all, at all. Like it was button heads, and he he drank a lot back then, a lot, a lot, and so. There were rules that I never knew existed, and then I would get in trouble for them, and like grounded like to the extreme, like the most extreme you could ever get for something like you didn't clean the garage before you left the house. <laughs> I'm not making that up at all. That was one of them. I yeah. Uh, one time I did sneak out of the house, so that was you know, obviously. But but he nailed my window shut. So like if there was a fire and I had to climb out, like I was just I was trapped. But you were safe from zombies. That is true. There were I had CDs one time, and I used to play my music really loud. And um, he took all of them and individually sliced each CD so that I couldn't play it. Just messed up stuff. So yeah, that's why I. <laughs> that's why I'm a. No, little- I mean, I, I would. Yeah, that would terrify me if I were you right now. Because I try to figure out what's you know what. Because I know a lot of the stuff they did was messed. Eventually, you realize, and I, that's why I moved out at a young age. It's you know a lot of things, but that's why you know I have to decide now. Because there'll be like little things that'll like mannerisms or things that I'll do that are like my stepdad's like like sometimes I'll snap for no like when something's not that serious and I it's like his anger like it's exactly something and I have to like calm myself down and I'm afraid that I'm gonna you know I'm gonna snap like that or I'm gonna do something like that and I don't want to be that but on the other end I don't want to you know not be 
not have those rules and you know I, I don't want to just be the pushover who just lets her do whatever she wants and then she's a spoiled brat and then you know I don't want any of that either so I have to try to figure that out and Okay, can I tell you something to try and help you feel better about this? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You don't have to make those decisions right now, dude. You don't, you really, like, legitimately, you don't. You have all the time to figure out how to be a parent while you're being a parent. It's one of those things, much like the three of us, you know, being a radio DJ, you learn on the job. On-the-job training is the best you can get. But you can go to every class in the world, and it's not going to prepare you, you know, for when, uh, for when your kid decides to flush a diamond ring down the toilet. You know, not that that one's happened to me yet. I just, that seems like something Isaac would do. Right, but I can do a, a spot wrong, or I can, you know, play the song at a wrong time and, you know, whatever. I, you can only mess up so many times with a kid. Like, I, I'm, I know I'm going to mess up, but there's extremes to that. that. Yeah. You also have about, like, a four-year period where they're not going to remember anything. But you, I mean, you... you <laughs> right, well, there's that. Whew. Yeah. Um, but you also have a, a great relationship right now, and that, and that, to me, is the bigger issue. You know, it, it's not so much worrying about... You know, did I give them too much cereal? Are they having too many sugars? Did we go to McDonald's one too many times? You know, all of these things that I think the parenting police would probably yell at you about, right? You know, don't ever take your kids to McDonald's and don't oh, give God. them fast food, right, right? The parenting police would have me locked up years That's ago. That's because the parenting police never had to parent, actually. Okay, my you know? sister and brother-in-law. <laughs> um, but it... it it's Drew's a thousand percent. It's a living document. You know, you just adjust on the fly and you figure, you know, you figure out that like Evelyn from zero to one was a dream baby, you know, slept when she needed to sleep, was happy all of the time, you know, and we get to one and she starts to develop her vocabulary and still till about 18 months was just an absolute dream. And then she discovered emotions and became Satan. And like, you know, like <laughs> overnight, you know, it's like, I want cereal and I want milk. Well, the milk isn't the right temperature. So clearly I'm going to throw that at you now. That's obviously the, the rational response to you cereal. You have displeased not, me. Right. Yes. You know, and she becomes a, a tyrant in your house and we have developed this, um, probably not endorsed by any parental organizations but we've developed this philosophy that we do not negotiate with terrorists <laughs> like we just we just oh, don't oh, like we you know phenomenal. we have rules in the house that we are going to suffer through because we feel that they're important and things like you don't get to juggle juggle knives and you don't get to stick your hand in the oven and you don't get to pull the dog's tail and you don't get to run into the street these are unbreakable rules right right um and and then i don't know you just build out from there and you figure it out but you know, once they get, I don't even know what's, I, I don't know what this street, you know, he's at six, he's four years ahead of where I am. You know, I don't know what that street looks like, but I know every day that I wake up, I'm super excited to figure out what new challenges are there because she's a different human being. And from like 18 months to now where she's 25 months, um, her vocabulary explodes, her uh, ability to display emotion explodes and hits every single extreme that exists. And I don't know that you could, you can't right now write down what you guys think you're going to do because it won't be valid when you get to the point that you get to do it. I mean, you can write it down, but you'll just laugh at it later. You can, you can have all the, the ideas and pretty thoughts. But I mean, yeah, for me, it's, you know, Isaac and I have a, we have a phrase that we like to use. Because Isaac loves to question me on everything, which is very much so my part of his personality coming through is just question everything. <laughs> just that, well, why? Why do I have to do that? Why is that? So Carl and I developed a phrase. I have no like idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Thanks, thanks, old boss. Wow. Um, That's why I sent you to the sports station, so I have to stop hearing about yeah. why do I have to do this. Right. Um, but I, uh, no, I, I look at Isaac and I go, Isaac, do you know why you have to do this? And he's gotten it now. He's memorized the phrase, is it because I'm the kid and you're the adult? That's right. That's why I'm in charge. And so his response is, but when I'm the adult, dude, when you're the adult, you can be in charge of whoever can, you can be in charge of, but not me. <laughs> so and he just laughs you know and it's and it's fun because then when you let them be in charge and you let them make the decisions it's cool for them because they're the boss of you for a minute you know that's why isaac isaac likes playing video games with me because i let him tell me what to do which guy are you gonna be dad i'm gonna be the fire guy and the ice guy and you can be the hulk because you're kind of like the hulk <laughs> that's i was awesome. like that i'm the strongest there is no you're just big <laughs> that works for me whatever so no and it's like and to me it's and it's funny that we're talking about this is uh you know a couple weeks ago Isaac said to me the best thing that he could have ever said to me and it's funny that you bring up Mike the the hair trigger temper because mm-hmm. my it's my family my entire me my brothers my dad it is a family trait you know my dad talks about how his dad when he was a kid uh hug, hung my uncle PJ over a balcony like Suge Knight style by his ass. whoa yeah so that's that's that runs in the family and it's something I you know think god was aware of and can fight because when isaac the other week i I, you know kind of scolded him for something because he snuck out of bed and tried to get cookies for breakfast because he's figured out where i hide the cookies (laughs) under your pillow (laughs) (laughs) now i have to change the spot again so he told you so so he did that narc Oh, when he has a Twitter account, the world's over. Uh, no, but he, he looks at me, and I was kind of upset with him. I was like, Isaac, do you understand why I'm upset? And he kind of looked at me and said, hey, Dad, yeah, buddy, what does your mad face look like? And I kind of had to sit there for a second. Because so I was like, you don't, you don't know what my mad face looks like? And he goes, no, I don't think I've ever seen it. And I was like, good, you'll know when you do. <laughs> but I walked out of the room, and I had to like... I had to close the door behind me. I had to take a minute and collect myself because that was the biggest thing I remember about me and my dad growing up is my dad's rage face when I would set him off. Given, yes, much like you, Mike, I would do it on purpose sometimes just <laughs> because screw you. Right. But have my son at six years old have no idea what his dad's mad face looked like, I'm doing something right. I'm doing something okay. You know, and you get those little moments. You'll have moments, and uh, dude, I'm not trying to scare you. You'll have moments where you feel like you're probably the worst parent alive. And then five minutes later, she will smile and coo, and you'll be like, oh my God, I'm the best parent in the world. <laughs> so don't, don't be so scared, man. It's, it's okay. You know, movies, TV, media, guys like me and Eric, we make it a lot scarier than it needs to be sometimes. But really being a dad is just, it's about learning on the fly and it's about being able to adapt to what comes at you as it comes at you. And knowing you, dude, you, you've been good at that for years. You know, you'll be like the Lil Wayne of being a dad. Hey, hey. <laughs> I'm so excited that that story will never die. <laughs> I'm not going to, I can't let it die. Just when I think it, it does too. Just no. when I think it's, it's over, it's done with. Somebody throws it out there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got that look like I'm getting punched. So a little bit my of, mad face. A, a little bit of context. Um, when Internio was, or Mike was going through his uh, drinking phase of life, um, we met at Founders Fest, uh, to which he pulled me aside and got in my face and told me that he was going to be the Lil Wayne of radio um, and that I better recognize and stop giving all the gigs to uh, my golden boy, Dan Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Dan Hill today? <laughs> 
What? I think he's a lawyer. Traveling the world, <laughs> doing something really awesome. I think Supremely he, cool. I think he owns a Lamborghini, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think it's and a bowling alley. <laughs> My favorite memory, I have two, two <laughs> awesome memories alley. of that Founders Fest, was E, you calling me saying you made the best decision by leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you t- and then he told me your Lil Wayne of radio phrase and then I oh, I had too much to drink that day and when Allie came back to because we lived together at the time yeah, Allie came back to that. the apartment looking for you yeah. and found me laying like sprawled on two different couches somehow and she said Drew are you okay and I looked at her and I said there's three of you and you're all very pretty <laughs> and she goes you should go to bed I should go to bed you're smart Allie <laughs> I have to go home and just give her a big hug and say thank you for not leaving me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you should have gotten on a horse and ridden to the Ukraine. Absolutely. <laughs> the little Wayne of radio. Jeez. I don't even know what that means. Not anymore. I don't think you knew what it meant back then, actually. No. I don't, but you said it to me. I don't think you knew what it meant. That was the KBS talking. Oh, back when the KBS was plentiful. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, now, not so much. Not so much. <laughs>